Hello and welcome back to Higher Health, the podcast helping you to become a healthier, stronger and more confident version of yourself as well as grow as a human being because that is what we're all here to do. My name's Christian Lowell. I'm a personal trainer and online coach based in Tunbridge Wells. On this episode today, I'm going to be talking about fat loss, which is something that I don't often talk a huge deal about, um, a great deal about because... I'm personally more inclined to talk about the psychological stuff and the stuff that really underpins um, the the physical and the external changes that we're often seeking, but I recognize that this stuff's super important. The actual practical tips on how to lose weight, how to improve your health, how to build a body that is strong and that you feel confident in and that you feel attractive and all those sort of positive things, right? So before I get into the four fundamentals that I'm going to outline as I go along, I think it's first important that I make it clear that actually achieving like successful fat loss doesn't involve or require you to go to the gym seven days a week. All the time, I end up talking to people who have gone from one extreme to the other. So they have moments of real intense motivation where they feel super driven to go to the gym daily, but end up doing a lot of cardio as opposed to strength training. They eat nothing but salad and, and air pretty much and completely eradicate carbs from their diet without any real grounding or reasoning behind why doing so and fail to take care of the other side of the coins, their recovery, their rest, their sleep, all that sort of stuff. And as you can probably imagine, anytime someone goes down this this sort of route, it doesn't really end well. Oftentimes they'll crash and burn because it's really draining physically and mentally to take that sort of approach. And then once they do experience that falling off the bam, off the wagon, whatever you want to call it, they end up feeling like a failure because they don't reach their own ridiculous expectations and so they revert back to their own way, their old ways and yeah, the cycle sort of continues. So if that little scenario at all, if that resonates with you, here's essentially where you're going wrong. First of all, you've set the bar way too high. You're setting the bar ridiculously high for yourself, which makes it really hard to achieve your own standards. Secondly, this is a big one, a lot of people seem to neglect the fact that They've got a career, family, social events, holidays, so many things going on in your life that you're not able to actually dedicate almost the entirety of your life to your health and fitness the way that maybe a professional athlete can. So remembering that and taking that into account is really important. And then thirdly, a lot of times people try and shortcut a process that just takes time, like losing weight, improving your health, building strength and muscle, these things require time, like they're not going to happen overnight. So having patience and consistency is so, so important. Now, all this isn't to say that you shouldn't be pushing yourself and that you shouldn't be experiencing any discomfort, but I think the important thing is finding a happy middle ground and creating a lifestyle that you can sustain long-term, not just for a few days. So with that, all outlined. Now, now let's sort of delve into the four things that I think are really worth prioritizing if you want to become a healthier, slimmer, and just more confident version of yourself. So first up, strength training. Building muscle is literally the number one way to boost your metabolic rate, which is essentially the rate at which your body burns calories, and therefore create fat loss. I'm not going to go too much um, into too much depth regarding the training side of things, as I've talked about that on some of my articles and in other other podcasts, I think. But the important thing is just to not overdo it. You don't need to be going to the gym five, six, seven days a week and destroying yourself with ridiculous hit workouts because that's not going to breed consistency and, and a long-term approach, right? So instead, establish a workout schedule that actually is going to be 
feasible for you to, to do consistently. Um, I typically, with a lot of my clients, I'll set them up with a training program of two to three days per week, full body workouts, which means incorporating exercises that hit your chest muscles, shoulders, your back muscles, your quads, hamstrings, glutes, and between each session, allow 48 hours of rest. So maybe that means you train on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Essentially, you allow a day in between each session so that your body can rest and recover, and so that you're feeling fresh by the time that next session comes about. The cool thing about doing your training this way and having a full body split is that even if you know one week you have to miss a session because you've got a work event or a family social party, whatever it might be, you can miss one session or even two sessions on certain weeks, and at least you're still you know hitting every major muscle group and you're still providing a stimulus to those muscles. So, like I said, this is a really really crucial thing. People oftentimes go to the gym and think cardio is what I've got to be doing. No, build muscle. Muscle will be the one of the most important things you can do to help encourage fat loss by uh, by virtue of the fact that it will increase your metabolic rate and also it provides um, another site for glucose glucose storage um, as opposed to being glucose being stored as fat glucose can be stored as in your muscle cells which is going to essentially create a more a more atoned body a more uh, muscular body less less fat tissue so super important build muscle that is the foundation the second thing i'm going to touch upon is your step counts so your activity levels now oftentimes like i said people think that cardio is the thing that you've got to do to change your body shape cardio will have a positive impact don't get me wrong i'm not poo-pooing cardio and saying you shouldn't do cardio cardio is a really good thing it's really good for your for your health in a number of ways but if you are going all out on cardio and failing to actually put some energy towards increasing your neat and by neat, it's a fancy way of saying, or no, it's a non-fancy way of saying the very fancy term of non-exercise activity thermogenesis, um, essentially the physical activity that isn't exercising. Um, so things like walking, gardening, fidgeting, literally all the little micro movements that you do throughout the day. Those things are going to be much more, um, they're going to they're gonna account for a lot more of your calorie expenditure than your than the calories that you burn through exercise, so through strength training, through running, whatever it might be. So focus on upping your activity levels, and you can do that by tracking your steps and increasing your step count. It's a lot easier to increase your NEAT than it is to increase your EAT, so EAT being your exercise activity thermogenesis, right? Um, so what I'd suggest you do is, first of all, begin tracking your step count for a week to gain an idea of your daily average step count. Once you have that data on hand, you can then set yourself a step target to strive for each day that's just slightly above your current average. So maybe you're walking currently 5,000 steps per day. I'd suggest that first of all, you say you set yourself the intention of hitting 5,500 steps or 6,000 steps, a little increase, something that won't even be that noticeable. And you can do that by, um, I mean, just going outside and, and walking and outlining exactly when and how you're um, how long you're going to walk for uh, maybe you use um, a, a form of like habit stacking so maybe it's after each meal you then take a 10 minute walk and that can be your cue once you finish eating that's the cue for you to go and take a walk or maybe one thing I like to do oftentimes is when I'm going somewhere like oftentimes for me going to prep is a daily a daily trip right what I'll do is just take a, a slightly longer route I'll take a route that takes me two minutes longer and if I do that three times 
a day, then maybe that's an extra 500 steps, right? It's a really, really small little difference, but it can go a long way if you do it on a daily basis. Um, so it's about finding ways to make it as achievable for yourself as possible. Um, and then just getting the steps in. Be nice and specific about when you're gonna do them and make it easy for yourself. The third fundamental for fat loss that I'm gonna to touch upon is related to diet. Now by diet, I don't mean dieting, I just mean diet as in the food that you put into your body. Now the most optimal way to adjust your diet to, to lose fat would be by tracking calories, but it's not essential. You don't have to track the food that you eat meticulously, however, I do think that it's important that you have some boundaries around your food. So a little rule that I like to apply for myself and that I encourage my clients to follow is to get around 80% of your calories from real food. What do I mean by real food? By real food, I'm talking about foods that are single ingredient and that have been consumed by human beings throughout history. So we're talking about fruit and veg, grass-fed meat, free-range eggs, wild fish, rice, potatoes, quinoa, nuts, although I'm allergic so I stay clear of those, seeds, beans, lentils, all that stuff, right? And then when you're having you know, 80% or 90% of your calories from these real foods, it then gives you the leeway to, in, to, uh, to indulge and to have 20% of your calories from the stuff that you really, really enjoy having. So for me, that's like pizza and garlic bread and chocolate. So just having like a little bit of a boundary around your nutrition can go a really long way. A couple of other things that are super important from a nutritional perspective, protein intake. Protein is essential for the repair and and the growth of muscle tissue and you know we talked about the the importance of muscle mass earlier so getting lots of protein in i typically recommend to my clients to eat between one and a half to two grams per kilogram of your body weight per day so for instance someone who weighs 80 kilograms they would simply multiply their weight by 1.5 so 80 times 1.5 i believe is 120 grams that would be the the lower boundary of pro of daily protein intake the upper boundary would be 160 so between 120 to 160 grams of protein per day ideally spaced out across three or four meals probably in that instance four meals four to five meals even um or just different servings right um so getting protein intake is super important i think that just from a basic sort of um on a basic level, those are the most important things to, to focus on. Nourishing your body, just viewing nutrition as a way to really fuel your body, to give it the nourishment that it deserves and that it requires to function optimally. Because when you're functioning well, when you're you know nourishing your body properly, giving it lots of vitamins and minerals and, and just organic real foods, that in turn is gonna have massive implications on your mood, on your energy levels, on your cognitive performance, which in turn is gonna make it so much easier for you to stay consistent with your strength training, with your activity levels, and with everything else that makes fat loss more possible. So don't just view food as calories. It's Food is so much more than calories. It's literally, it's energy, it's your way of, um, it's your way of, of taking care of your body, of nourishing yourself. So view food that way, Aim to get 80% of your calories from real food, lots of protein on board, and also lots of water as well. The final fat loss fundamental that I'll be touching upon is rest and recovery. Although I left this until last, it's probably the most significant thing because if you aren't recovering and managing your stress levels appropriately, then you're gonna find it really, really tough to stay consistent with your strength training, with your nutrition, and with your steps. So. Don't think that this is, oh, it's the last thing on the list, so it's not that important. In reality, 
this is the, the very foundation. If you're gonna start with anything, start with this, start with your rest and recovery. So the very first thing to be conscious of is your sleep quantity and quality. So quantity wise, I'm sure you've heard before, but ideally you wanna be ensure, you wanna ensure that you're getting between seven to nine hours of sleep each night. Now that doesn't mean, you know, seven hours being the minimum. That doesn't mean that you go to bed at 10 or 11, let's say, and wake up at six. Because in reality, if you if your head hits the pillow at 11, you're probably not getting to sleep until 11.15, 11.30. So you're not actually gonna get the full seven hours. So try to ensure that you allow yourself a sleep opportunity, which is the moment that your head hits the pillow, so the moment the alarm goes off in the morning of at least seven hours, if that makes sense. That's the quantity side of things. Quality-wise, a few things worth considering. First of all, your sleep schedule. As human beings, we really rely on schedules, on routine. That's how our hormones operate. They, they, are, they like to have predictable routines. So with that in mind, really try and ensure that you keep a consistent sleep and wake time across the week. That does include the weekends if you can, or as closely as possible. By doing so, you're actually able to then regulate your hormone production, which is gonna work in your favor to ensure that you're actually tired when it's your bedtime and that you feel alert when it's time to wake up. Next up, comfort. Seems really obvious, but make sure you've got a comfortable mattress and pillow. If not, you're gonna find it tough to get a restful night's sleep. That's pretty self-explanatory. Environment-wise, keep your bedroom cool, dark, device-free. I keep my phone outside of my bedroom, keep it charging in the main room. That way I know I'm not I'm gonna be using my phone right before bed. I'm not gonna wake up in the middle of the night and grab my phone. I'm not gonna wake up first thing in the morning and immediately grab my phone. So keep your phone out your damn bedroom. That is a massive, massive tip. Second, uh, not second of all, um, stimulants. So I personally try and stay free of caffeine beyond like two to 3 p.m. because it has a half-life of eight hours, I believe, which means that half of it is then still circulating your system four hours after consuming it. And it is, of course, a stimulant, so it's going to have negative implications on your sleep quality. Last few things for your for your sleep quality. Having a hot bath or shower before going to bed can be really useful because it's gonna cool down your internal body temperature. Eat light, so don't eat too heavily prior to prior to sleeping and get some sun and move your body during the day. Doing these things helps align your circadian rhythms, which are essentially your internals in your body's internal clocks, which um, are responsible for dictating your hormone production. So that's the sleep side of things. And then when it comes to stress, I've done a, a previous podcast on I think five holistic tips to manage and reduce stress. So I recommend you go check that out. That was number six. Um, for me, the main things in my life that really help me manage stress, first of all, is exercise, it's moving my body, just getting some 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 physical release is really, really important. Meditation has been a powerful practice for me. Journaling has been really, really important um, over the years. Um, and staying connected, you know, being in touch with people, regularly reaching out, having conversations, expressing what's on your mind, helping other people as well. Um, yeah, so staying connected is another really, really important tip when it comes to managing your stress levels. So hopefully all this stuff has been helpful. So we have strength training two to three times per week. We have increasing your activity levels. We have getting 80% of your calories from real food and just being conscious of your nutrition. And lastly, properly taking care of your sleep and of your stress levels. These things together will undoubtedly aid you in the fat loss process. The important thing though, as I mentioned at the start, is to find a way of building this into your lifestyle because it has to be cons it has to be achievable, it has to be sustainable. 
So that might mean that for a few weeks you're working on just really dialing in your sleep and getting it on point. And then once you've done that, you're like, okay, great, I've nailed my sleep. Now let me focus on getting some more steps in. And you do that for a few weeks and you really up your step count. And then you're like, right, this is really good. I've nailed my steps, I've nailed my sleep. Now I'm ready to start taking uh, more care of my nutrition. Don't feel like you have to do everything all at once because you don't. You've got time and this whole process requires time. Slow down. Set yourself a little goal each week, each day in fact, and just go for it and just take it one step at a time. If you'd like to learn more about myself and about my personal training and online coaching services, feel free to head over to my website, clpersonaltraining.com. On there, you'll find all the details about my services, along with more podcast episodes, some of my articles, and a couple of free downloads, including the Transformation Guidebook, which is a really in-depth and comprehensive sort of breakdown of the whole fat loss process and the whole muscle building process as well. So if you'd like a little bit more detail, then I definitely recommend you head over to my website, clpersonaltraining.com, and go and get yourself a free copy of that download. I'd love to to hear from you. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me over an email or drop me a message on social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever works best for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a rating and a review to follow the podcast and even take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag me in it, and I will reshare that and I'll be eternally grateful for you doing so. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care and I'll speak to you again soon.